0: We, we read the Christmas story, and uh, my name's Greg, by the way. I didn't introduce myself. I'm sorry. I'm Greg Sanders. We um, read the Christmas story, and Pastor Gary read it, and we know the story. We know the journey of a lot of It's familiar in our culture. There's wise men and shepherds, and really the central figure in the story is this baby given. I really don't think that's the central figure in the story, though. The older I get, the, the more it happens. Every time I think about Christmas and the Christmas story, I'm actually super drawn to the Father. I'm really drawn to God. Because in John chapter three, maybe you've heard it, and I just want you to hear it again. For God was so in love with the world that he gave his only son. We celebrate Christmas because it's a story about a father being in love with his kids. It's a story about a father being so gripped by the condition of his kids that he would go to incredible means to let them know he loved them. There's, there's some aspects of the story I've been thinking about. One of them is it's crazy to me how many are in a relationship with at least one person? So I had something happen this year for me which I I, I don't know if you can say this in church but I'm going to do it and see what happens. I came to a point in my own journey where I realized loving Jesus and having a relationship with Jesus wasn't enough. That I had to begin to investigate what it looked like to really act like Jesus in relationships with other people. And I think sometimes we like to hide behind religion, we like to hide behind church, and I think I had done that for a long time, and I don't, so I began to study the scriptures and comb the scriptures for, a, a friend of mine would challenge me daily, you gotta put on his nature, act like he acted, which sounds really cool, and it's really freaking hard. So I started studying the scripture looking for, how does God deal with people? What does he say? What does he do? When thinking about this Christmas story and I was thinking about this night and, it's super weird, it's afternoon technically, it keeps bothering me to say night, but, I was thinking about this event. And I realized that there's like this mini tutorial in this thing that talks about how he actually moved into people's lives. So I instantly became curious. I have to deal with people. I don't know about you. How many have people that are tough to deal with in your life? How many feel like if you're gonna be honest, you're not super awesome at relationships? Think about the fact that God chose to give a baby as his first movement into humanity. For God so loved the world. That's what it says. So because of his love, he made a decision. His decision was to give a baby. I would not have given a baby. I would have sent Jesus super jacked up in armor in his full godly self, walk into the planet looking like Optimus Prime and said, I am here, follow me. But that's not what God did. God gives a baby. And there's something about if you think about, there's a couple new babies in the room. Where are they at? There's like one that's like 10 days old. Yeah, they're beautiful. If you think about a baby and you look at a baby, there's like a, a word that comes to mind. They're incredibly vulnerable. They started to be thinking about the way God steps into Humanity. That when he wants to build a relationship with someone, the first thing he does is decides to be vulnerable. How many struggle with vulnerability? How many would agree that our culture kind of tells us, protect yourself? That's how, you, that's how you keep from getting hurt. Now, Pastor Gary came up and talked through the story, and there's this second picture, which is, it says that the baby was... Wrapped snugly in strips of cloth. These strips of cloth, we don't really—they don't—it doesn't. We get like pictures of like soft, like fleece blankets, and what's that brand you love so much? This some new blanket brand that my wife saw. It's—they're really comfortable. You just kind of lay down and want to fall asleep. That is not what these were. These were uh, these were actually called banding strips, and they were actually used for animals before they sacrificed them. They would use them to tie their arms down to keep them from being able to hurt themselves. And I was thinking through this and I realized the second thing that God decides to do is not just be vulnerable, but he decides to present himself defenseless. So when he wants to build a relationship with somebody, he decides that steps one and two are, I'm going to be vulnerable and I'm going to be defenseless. Now, some of you are like, stop talking. This is awful. I do not want to do this. Because what's been going on in my mind for the last six months is I really have to learn how to deal well with people. Otherwise, this whole God thing, is a, it's fake. It's not changing me. Then there's this third picture, which is the baby in the manger, and a lot of us, because of Hallmark and Peanuts think it was a like a hay trough. It wasn't a hay trough. It was actually so much more spectacular than that. We'd have to do like a 45-minute history lesson to really bring everybody up to speed properly, but it was actually a special limestone rock in a very specific place in Bethlehem. It was the place where all the sacrificial lambs had been raised they were pastured there. So the shepherds watching their flocks by night, those were actually sacrificial lambs being raised because Israel had a sacrifice system. And so Mary and Joseph, because they were late to the party because she was pregnant and couldn't walk super fast. And I could imagine how it was going for Joseph because I've taken my family to Disneyland when they can't keep up going through the crowd. And it's really difficult when you're like walking ahead going, are we coming now? Come on, please. Imagine that Joseph had a little bit of that going on on the journey. They get to the house and they come into the house. It's their family house. There's supposed to be a guest room pres- reserved for them, but everybody else had already shown up. It was full. I know it says no room at the inn. I'm sorry. That's really a terrible translation. The word in the, in the actual Greek language is a word that means guest suite and it deals with a specific part of the home in Hebrew culture. And so they don't have a place to stay. And I think... Mary very clearly gave him the eye that said, I ain't sleeping on the ground. And so the way culture worked there, if you were family, it's a hospitality-based culture. If you were family, you could walk up to the house, knock on the door, and it would be absolutely unheard of to refuse somebody. So there was another dwelling place in the area that was owned by their family. It's a place called Migdal Eder. This manger is actually in Migdal Eater. It's in in the the lower portion of it, it's in the birthing room. And what they would do is they would bring these lambs in, and the ewes would birth the lamb. And then they would take these lambs and they would pick them up, and they would take these cloth strips, these banding strips, and they would tie their limbs down. And they would lay them into this manger rock so they could see if they were worthy of sacrifice. And that's actually where he was born. What caught me about that was this word sacrifice. That when God decides to build a relationship with humanity, he decides to step into a person's life and and build relationship with them, the first thing he does is says, I'm gonna be vulnerable, and I'm gonna put down my defenses. Those two things alone are like, man, that is ridiculous. I can't do that. And then the third thing he says is, I'm going to go ahead and be sacrificial. I'm going to love you in a way that's sacrificial. Here's my challenge this Christmas. We're here to celebrate the King. I think this day should be fun and it should be full of family. I do not think it should be about preaching and I do not think it should be about church. I think it should be about family and having a blast together and hugging the people that that we've been gifted to be a part of, a little tighter. You cannot study scripture and not come to the conclusion that God is a super big fan of throwing parties. Part of their tithe in Israel was to be given so they could buy wine and food and throw parties. I'm like, okay, now we're talking, let's go. What I really wanna challenge us with, encourage us into, maybe is a better way to say it. What happens if we decide, hey, we're gonna start acting like God towards other people. We're gonna take the risk to be vulnerable. And we're gonna put down our defenses and we're gonna start loving people in a way that costs us something. It's sacrificial. I think that we will change the cities we live in if we just look at this story with a little bit different light and say, you know what, this is God teaching us. Because we sang it already this afternoon. Truly, he taught us how to love one another. My question to myself is, Greg, are you learning? Are you allowing him to teach you?